In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. One of the things that I love about being an Episcopalian is the chance to pray prayers that have been prayed by the faithful for more than a thousand years. Some of the prayers in our prayer book go back as far as the sixth century. I just think that's really, really neat. Some that are based in scripture go all the way back to the days of St. Paul. But of course, there are also wonderful prayers that are newer than that. With each new prayer book comes a new set of authors writing new prayers for the faithful. This morning's collect for the third Sunday after the Epiphany is one of those. It was written by the Reverend Dr. Massey H. Shepherd Jr. for the 1979 Book of Common Prayer. And it's a prayer that focuses on the call to ministry for every baptized Christian. The call is a funny thing. As the world gets more and more focused on specialization, the basic Christian call has been moved away from the baptismal font closer and closer to ordination. Those discerning ordained ministry are said to be discerning a call. The process will invite them to repeat ad nauseum their call story. This happens to the detriment of the church, however. The more we associate our clergy with some kind of special calling, the more we take away from the laity and their distinct calling as baptized members of the body of Christ. So this morning we pray the prayers, the, the words of the late Dr. Shepherd, and we ask that God might give us grace to answer readily the call of our Savior, Jesus Christ. That's for all of us. It's a fine thing to pray for, but then I can't help but wonder if we really know what Jesus is calling us to in the first place. Based on our collect and the gospel lesson, I think that there are three parts of the call for every Christian. First is the call to repentance. Jesus began to proclaim, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is the core message of Jesus. It is his first sermon in at least two of the gospels. But repentance is actually a tremendously bad translation of what Jesus is actually calling us to in the gospel. Repent comes from Latin. It's prefix re, which means again, and the word piantiteri, which means to make sorry. Repentance means to be sorry again, or as we commonly think of it in modern theology, to be grieved over the past sins and to seek forgiveness. But the Greek word that is repeatedly translated as repent is metanoia, which has nothing to do with making sorry, but rather it is all about changing your mind, reconsidering your choices. Jesus isn't calling us to feel sorry and to beat ourselves up for the sins of the past, though confessing and receiving forgiveness are important. Rather, Jesus calls us to a future, to a future in which we live based on changed hearts, 
changed minds. A future in which we don't live based on our own selfish desires, but for the kingdom of heaven, where God's will is done, and the hungry are fed, the naked are clothed, and the oppressed are set free. So that's the first call, the call to repent. Secondly, Jesus calls on his followers, his disciples, to follow him. For Simon Peter and Andrew, James and John, this call was literal. Jesus invited them to drop their nets, leave their old lives behind, and to follow him around the Galilean countryside as he proclaimed the good news and healed the sick and cast out demons. We too are called to follow Jesus, but in a more metaphorical sense. We follow the teachings of Jesus, or at least that's what we try to do. We strive to follow the Beatitudes, to be peacemakers who hunger and thirst for righteousness. We strive to follow Jesus's parables and to seek the pearl of great price as we live our lives in the model of Jesus, loving our neighbors as much as we love ourselves. First, we repent, and second, we follow. And then finally, as we prayed in the collect this morning, we are called to proclaim to all people the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. This is the most difficult part of our calling. The first two aren't easy by any means, but they tend to be more internal work, things you can do without people noticing necessarily. But proclaiming the good news to all people is going to get noticed, and I would suspect that makes Episcopalians pretty nervous. But it is part of our baptismal call. In the baptismal covenant, we vow that with God's help, we will, we will proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ. In our catechism, it teaches that the ministry of the laity is to represent Christ and his church and to bear witness to Christ wherever you may be. Further, it states that it is the duty of all Christians to, among other things, work for the spread of the kingdom of God. Now, I know what you're thinking. I am not equipped to do at least one of these things. I get it. I have been there many, many times myself. I told this story from the pulpit back in January of 2020, but many of you weren't members yet back then, and COVID has taken away our collective memory, so I'm gonna tell it to you again, and you can pretend that you haven't heard it before. It happened on my first ever continuing education trip way back in November of 2008. I attended a conference put on by the United Methodist Church called Worship in a Postmodern Accent, which is just the coolest name. It was a really amazing conference filled with impactful alternative worship experiences, lectures by some of the most creative minds in the church, and good fellowship with people, some of whom I'm still connected with through social media. And for all that week had to offer, I still remember the overwhelming feeling of inadequacy that threatened to swallow me whole. 
In November of 2008, I had been a priest for approximately half a minute. I was 28 years old and still not sure what this ordained life was supposed to look like. And there I was, mixing it up with some of the most imaginative and talented people in the church. And I began to wonder, do I belong? It all came to a head on the second day in a nondescript hotel meeting room at three o'clock in the afternoon. The organizers had set up a labyrinth experience unlike anything I have ever seen. There were a dozen or so prayer stations along the journey and they turned this room with really ugly carpet and foldable walls into a sanctuary. There was a working television at one of the stations. There's a sandbox at another, various light displays, and it all led to the center where they had somehow created a flowing river in the middle of this hotel ballroom. As I took in what was happening in the space, a little voice started in my head and said over and over again, give up. You will never be this creative. Why are you here? Over and over again, as I plodded my way through the labyrinth, and I got to the middle and to the bank of this man-made river where we were supposed to write down our fears. And then, I kid you not, fold it into an origami boat and send it down the river. By that point, I knew my fear all too well. I was afraid I wasn't enough. I was afraid I would never be enough. Not just to create some crazy alternative worship experience someday, but that I'd never be enough to be a good priest. So I grabbed the pen from the cup to begin to write, and a few letters in, the pen dried up. Of course it did. Couldn't even do that right. I looked down in exasperation at the pen in my hand, and I noticed that it wasn't your typical gray Bic pen that you get a dozen for a dime. It was a promotional pen, but not for the hotel or for the United Methodist Church. It was a promotional pen for God. Did you know God had promotional pens? On the pen, it said, God doesn't call the equipped. God equips the called. We are each called by God to repent, to follow, and to proclaim the good news. And God knows all too well that none of us can do it on our own. As life unfolds and the fear of inadequacy creeps in, God is always ready to equip us for the next step of the journey, the next piece of our calling. So as we embark on another year of ministry, may God give us grace and equip us with what we need to answer readily the call to, call to ministry as a community of disciples here at Christ Episcopal Church. Amen. <laughs>